I'm coming to you loud and proud for the very first ADHD and me podcast. If you're listening to this, it means I actually did it and got this podcast out there. But in typical ADHD fashion, I didn't just get something started, get bored halfway through, which would have meant I didn't get it finished. Yay me, I got it done. So if you follow my weekly blog, you'll know who I am. If you don't, then I go by ADHD girl. My real name and my face are not important because I am just one of many adults who struggle living with ADHD each and every day. Yeah, that's right. This podcast is all about the A to the D to the H and D. For those who want the 411, that's Attention Deficit Hyper Disorder, a condition that affects millions of people around the world. Yet it's something that doesn't get talked enough in the mainstream media by the people who are actually the most affected by it. So that about sums up the main reason for this podcast. Each episode will be released monthly and will be no more than 20 minutes long because we ADHDers like to keep things short and sweet. So on the very first ADHD and me podcast today, we're talking about the journey to diagnosis, what people have had to do to get themselves or their child diagnosed, the long and lengthy process they've had to endure and the barriers that they've sometimes faced. Our first guest is a parent who has numerous children with additional needs, including ADHD. And they talk about how being a first-time mum made ADHD much more difficult to spot in her child. Our second guest fought hard for her son to get a diagnosis, only to be diagnosed with ADHD herself. She says the ADHD label has saved her life. And our final guest is a 13-year-old lad who was just diagnosed with ADHD a mere three weeks ago. He shares his very unique perspective on what his diagnosis means to him and what he thinks the future holds. Lastly, I'll be sharing my own journey to diagnosis all of 25 years ago, before ADHD was actually recognised as a real condition in the UK. Say what? Stick with me to find out all about that and more on ADHD and me, Journey to Diagnosis. So joining us as our very first guest, we have Angel. Welcome, Angel. How does it feel to be the very first guest on the ADHD and Me podcast? I'm really excited, yeah. It's just sort of great to be able to share my experience of ADHD and of this. Great stuff. So do you want to give us a little bit of information about your experience with additional needs and also the ADHD? Yeah, I've got four children, three boys and one girl. One that has a diagnosis of ADHD an oppositional device disorder, two of which have got ASD and one of which has got global delay and then I've got another daughter who we're unsure about still at the moment. When they were younger it, it caused a bit of a manic household. I think <laughs> the system is absolutely shocking and doesn't really work unfortunately and we've had to buy hmm. tooth and nail. How old was your child when they were the diagnosed? My son that's got ADHD actually was the earliest diagnosis that I had mm. out of all of them. Wow. <laughs> Even so, we were still sort of late on in primary school wow. when he got that diagnosis, so yeah. Let's be honest, by the time they was finished primary school, that's like six years of education that they're not having their needs met. So, so did you yeah. always know there was something not quite right there? or? The ADHD, so not initially because my first child mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily know what the norm is it's anything straight away but the older he got the more mm -hmm. the more we sort of realized and you know just has sort of been able to like keep attention span on things and mm -hmm. just sort of little things but again as, as a first time one with the with that he was the only mm -hmm. one at the time it's like oh it could just be his age it could be mm -hmm. it, it could be something but yeah so 
Yeah, and that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Sometimes you don't know what the norm is. So was it you who brought up ADHD? Was it the professionals or...? I suppose it was a little bit of both because there was a lot of conversations back and forth about mm-hmm. like even though he was very bright and he didn't have any difficulties with learning, sometimes there was a difficulty with him being able to pay attention and keep on track with mm. what he was meant to be doing within the classroom. So obviously, like, well, I, I did a little bit of research on potentially what it could be. Obviously, we went to the doctor to sort of say, well, we've got concerns at school. And well, you know, we'll sort of put some interventions in there, really, and see what, what, what we can find. It was just a matter of trying to get enough evidence to support, I guess. Mm. Unfortunately, that is not an easy thing no. to do. So how long from when they started gathering evidence towards the ADHD till you got that official diagnosis? Probably, like it was picked up in sort of year one and year two, but right, it was probably year five. Like um, still three years. Three, that's, that's still a lengthy yeah, process yeah, considering that per, that word was first used year one, year two. and Yeah, my, my, my partner's littlest one as well. I've not mentioned he's waiting a diagnosis mm-hmm. of ADHD and possibly ADHD and it's it's definitely something I see it fits in. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's it, isn't it? The more you kind of know people with ADHD or raise people with ADHD or or, or know about ADHD, the easier it becomes to spark. It's a massive condition that affects overall kind of aspects of life, not just the ability to pay attention, but but other things in terms of how you regulate yourself, how you regulate your behaviour, it's massive and it has such a big impact on the, the mental health of the person who has it, but also the people around them as well. You know, I've had, you know, well, it's got to be your parents and you're mm. obviously doing something wrong. They, they, you know, they put you on parenting courses, you know, and before they've even looked at you, and obviously, you know, the longer the child's mm. in the system, and not getting that mm. on the sport, the more it affects their mental health and my mental health as well because you know it's quite stressful mm. to go through that. Absolutely. And you know what? Sadly, your story of being treated like a bad parent or there's something you're doing wrong is actually a very common thing with ADHD even today. Uh, we've had we had some interesting moments where you know I've lost my temper and you know mm. people stare at you like you've lost your head because you know <laughs> you don't understand what you're going through on a day to day basis. No. No. Yeah. If you had one piece of advice for someone who was beginning the journey of getting their child diagnosed with ADHD, what would that advice be? Like, how would you help them to navigate the system without going into the specific? I think I'd just tell them to get as much evidence as they can from as many places as they can, you know, whether that be at school, from the home, or any other settings that they might have been in. Because evidence is key, as I found that you know, help from the professionals as early as possible as well, and that's the duty mm-hmm. sort of part of really of yeah. getting a child diagnosed quickly mm-hmm. or quicker. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Angel. You've raised some really, really good points, and I will speak to you again soon. is named Sam. She has children with additional needs and also works with children with additional needs. Welcome Sam to our very first podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Sam. I'm 33 and I've got three children, two are son, one who's 10 with ASD and a nine-year-old boy with ADHD and I've got ADHD and was diagnosed 18 months ago now. 
Wow. So you're in an interesting position here. Were the two linked? Did you get diagnosed first or was it your child? And then you were like, actually, you know what? That sounds a lot like me. <laughs> yeah, I was diagnosed on around six months after his sixth birthday. We had to wait for his QB test and it was that. We actually was that horrible parent who took him on his sixth birthday to have his test. Wow. So he was diagnosed shortly after that, but he was medicated before he got his diagnosis. And obviously it leading up to the diagnosis and going on the courses and things uh, through ADD solutions. I was looking at the symptoms and then how my son behaved and thought, it's me. Um, I've been misdiagnosed for years with depression and anxiety. Mm. I do struggle with anxiety, but I then got an ADHD referral. That was around 18 months. So, I, yeah, to the wow. process from the first application for myself, but... With my son, between three and four years for him to get a diagnosis of ADHD. Wow. So what what was that like for you to to obviously go through life knowing that you know something's not quite in sync there yeah. to then suddenly get, get getting like kind of that validation of actually there's a reason for this you you have ADHD. It's a but possibly saved my life to be honest wow. because I was so stuck in a rut for years and it kind of gave me not an excuse for certain behaviours but since then I've been having therapies and counselling because I've made a lot of choices or gone down certain paths or you know I think it's affected my life so much so that I didn't realise and I've just come accustomed to it and now I'm trying to pick apart all these things and kind of work out now the best way moving forward but I think the awareness from the diagnosis kind of now learn like a new version of myself yeah that's it isn't it it's like a self-discovery thing it's like okay this is why I'm the way I am so how can I kind of improve myself now that I know that I have this yeah, it's it's the change. It, it, getting the diagnosis, and I hate it being called a label and things like that, but it kind of is because for us to function on a daily basis in our house and things to go smoothly, and you know, so the kids thrive and they're older and they, you know, live a relatively normal life that I want for them. Mm-hmm. We need a diagnosis and that label, if you like, just for for awareness. And and as now, I just. Because I know my boundaries and I know his boundaries. We just adapt each day, but that diagnosis was just important for them reasons more than anything. Yeah. And so here's an interesting question and something that I'm kind of thinking. Did, Did you find it easier to get yourself diagnosed Did you, or did you find it easier yeah. to get your son diagnosed or did you have to fight for both or...? Um, I've not fought for my diagnosis. I fought in some sense. So, Teddy, the first barrier that I faced well, automatically was, was it me as a parent that's made him like this? And you're trying to fight and be your child's voice. And then you're told, well, maybe it's your parenting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's breaking more than anything. That's the worst part of the barriers that I faced with Teddy. But as soon as he got that diagnosis and then he got his EHCP and things like that, it was like, oh, you know, but that that was three, four years. I've been on different parenting classes, and in that time, you know, and he drives me up the wall. I wouldn't change him, but I'd change how the world reacted to him yeah. and the fights that we, I just don't think we should have in regards to like education and mm. um, the, the, the long process. 
is why we're doing things like this podcast to try and raise some awareness of what ADHD is, what it's not, and how we shouldn't have to fight for this kind of support. So thank you so much, Sam, for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate you've raised some great points and hopefully we'll be able to have you as a guest um, at some point in the future. Okay, thank Thank you. you. Bye. is Tyler. Tyler is 13 years old and he was diagnosed with ADHD just a mere few weeks ago. Thank you very much Tyler for coming on the show. So was it a big shock when you got diagnosed or had it been a long time coming? Well to be honest my mum's been wanting to test me since like seven. (laughs) My mum was asking more and more about it and she dug into it and she was like oh you do have like a few of these symptoms and about two, three people, ad- adults with ADHD, says, oh, they recognise the symptoms and I might have it. Right, okay, so, so you were part of those ongoing discussions, so you yeah. felt very well informed throughout the yeah. process. And and you kind of, did you recognise that you were different in any way, or...? A little bit. Some of the things my classmates would find, like, hard, I'd find pretty easy, and I thought some of the questions that my math teacher would give me, I'd find different ways of solving them than how he taught them. Uh, I mean, I still got the same answer in the end, but it's the way I worked it out that he found was a special sort of thing. Mm. So I thought, like, this could be a good thing. Yeah, oh, that's good. So what does having ADHD mean for you? Is it scary? Is it just another label? Is it not bother you? Or are you thinking, gosh, wow, I've now got this thing? Well, like I said, to be honest, we've been discussing it for like three years now, so I'm not like too bothered about it, but I guess I see it as a good thing as well as from from the other classmates because it, it can like help me like go better into like my education, like mm. get, like uh, unlock my full potential sort of thing. So. Oh, that's good. That's a really yeah. good perspective on it. A lot of people do say that when it's they finally get diagnosed with ADHD. It's it's a journey of self discovery, you know. Finding yeah. out now I've got this thing. How do I learn with this thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's not so different from the others. I still learn the same things. I'm not mm. treated any differently. It's just oh, how I do it. Yeah, that's, that's good. I don't want to be treated differently mm. for something that I've got. And why should you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What was the process that you had to go through to get the diagnosis? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it was pretty long. My mum started seeing doctors and that in about year, year seven. Uh, so I, I'd go see, like, um, not really like a doctor, but someone who just supervised me sort of thing yeah. and see how I behave and all that. And then I went from, like, that to a doctor, then therapist sort of thing. So it was just loads of different people back yeah. and forth. Oh gosh. Took about two, three years and well, and I've been oh, diagnosed. Wow. So you wish it had happened sooner in a way or to be honest, I'm not really bothered but um it it felt like forever. And did you have the QB test? Oh yeah, the um, yeah, the QB test, yeah yeah, I had it. It was oh, it was weird. <laughs> it, we had to have this strap on the head mm. and then this like red ball. Mm-hmm. And, like we'd look at a screen, there was a camera on top of it. I'd have to have this clicker and whatever a shape 
showed up two or more times and after I click it into a daily routine. Yeah. Like nothing wow. different. So great stuff. So what 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 are we thinking about job wise in the future? Like what's gonna get the full benefits of your ADHD? <laughs> I didn't have a clue, by the way, what I wanted to do when I was 17, let alone 13. <laughs> I want to be the one to make it in life. Ah. So, in permission that you're like legally allowed to start investing and stuff at 14. Wow. And I thought, wow. So I've, I've drawn out this wow. whole plan. You know, wow. on, so you're my... going down the investment route. Yeah. So, wow. if anything, if I was actually going to go for a job, it'd be like a, a steady paycheck sort of thing. Ah, like, okay. no good paying job, like, no bad paying job. Just wow. a, a steady paycheck. So, so you can invest the money and then yeah. hopefully, wow, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe I should get some tips off you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for coming on and hopefully we'll speak to you again at some point in the future. All right, thank you. Now, it wouldn't be very fair of me to have guests on my podcast talking about their personal experiences of getting diagnosed with ADHD or fighting to get their children diagnosed without talking a little bit about my journey to diagnosis. So firstly, my parents didn't actually know there was anything wrong with me till I started formal mainstream education. My mom thought I was just a strong-willed child who couldn't behave, and there was certainly an argument for that. But I knew there was something wrong with me from the minute I started reception class. So those of you listening from America, reception class is the first formal year of learning here in the UK. Children start around the age of four. When my parents had conversations with my reception teacher about why my behaviour was the way it was, they got told that they weren't smacking me enough. Imagine saying that today with all the safeguarding issues. But that was the beginning of a long and lengthy process for me of seeing lots of different experts. I had hearing tests, play therapy, psychologists. You can say I spent a lot of my childhood meeting various professionals, all trying to figure me out. They couldn't understand why this child of average intelligence couldn't just get on with it. Finally diagnosed in 1998, which was fortunate because ADHD wasn't recognised as a childhood condition by the NHS in the UK until 2000. And actually, it was 2008 before it was recognised that it also affects adults as well. The doctor who diagnosed me with ADHD was actually a behavioural consultant. He actually scared me because he was rather eccentric. I keep being sent out of the room so my mum and he could have private chats about me, which obviously wasn't very nice at the time. So once I received my diagnosis, and I remember my mum having conversations with me about the kind of treatment that it would require, what it actually meant. But it didn't mean anything to me back then. I was 10. I still didn't know enough about myself or the world to make sense of it. But today, the ADHD label means everything. It didn't help me to get a better education, but it's helped me to be a better person because I understand why I can't pay attention for too long or why sometimes my anxiety gets the best of me. See, a diagnosis of ADHD isn't the end point. It's just the beginning of a journey of self-discovery and access to the right support. Thank you for joining me on the very first ADHD and Me podcast. Join me next month where I'll be discussing why mainstream education is failing millions of children with ADHD right across the UK. Until then, keep being awesome.